Hive Blockchain. Harry, he says, have skin in your game, own a piece of yourself. He got into this game back when he got exposure back in 2013. Since, obviously, as blockchain has taken off, he's been positioned perfectly, going public in Canada, raising $17 million bucks on uh, on day one, then going and doing another $30 million when underwriters took a big risk. He then grew and really turned on monetization in Q4 back in 2017, where they did have a couple million bucks in revenue. Now, in Q1 here of 2018, they're on a $30 million run rate as they mine and build up a very efficient mining operation to grow their percentage of essentially the network hash. And they're basically competing to validate and uh, and transact all these tokens and validate them on the blockchain uh, every single day, specifically on the Ethereum blockchain. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Harry Pokrant. He's got extensive contacts and experience in Canada's capital markets. Most recently, he served as managing director of Espresso Capital from 2015 to 2017, investing in and advising startups in the technology and natural resources sectors. He's a cryptocurrency evangelist all the way back to 2013, and he's now the founding CEO at Hive and is responsible for the company's overall vision. Harry, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's go. I like it. Okay, good. Tell us about Hive. What do you do and how do you make money? We are currently a, um, a digital currency miner, which means we are the ones that uh, validate the transactions. Uh, we record the transactions and we put it and we secure it onto the blockchain. So, so the blockchain is, of course, the technology behind cryptocurrency, but it's uh, uh, blockchain, of course, has much wider uh, applications in strictly um, uh, digital currencies. Um, you know, I think over the next uh, number of years, we'll see hundreds of different applications of blockchain. This process of validating, securing, and record, recording and securing the blockchain is is common to to all of the blockchains. Um, so that that's what. That's what Hive does. We've got um, four facilities that do this. Uh, that do this uh, for us. We've got two facilities in Iceland. Uh, we've got a major expansion going on in Sweden. We're building two different facilities in Sweden. Um, we've got phase one, phase two of of the first facility up and running. We'll have phase three and and it completed by the end of April. And then a second facility by by the end of September. Harry, what's it cost you to build one of these facilities, these mining facilities? <laughs> well, it all depends on the size. The one in in Sweden, we're investing over a hundred million U.S. Uh, on both of the facilities there. So there'll there'll be roughly forty megawatts of capacity uh, in in a data center in 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 Sweden there. The facility we have in Iceland is is much smaller. It's a tenth of the size of what we're building in in Sweden. So the one in the one in Iceland cost us uh, roughly fifteen odd million in in 
in Iceland. So how are you funding these things? Is it from revenues or have you raised capital? Walk us through the capital structure of the company. We, we went public back in September uh, of last year and, you know, the reception we, we had was, was amazing when we, when we actually started out uh, putting, putting the, the company together. It wasn't this uh, frenzy that there was around cryptocurrency that, that but it certainly allowed us to accelerate our in the fall of last, from September to December last year, we ended up doing, we were raising uh, five different equity financings uh, and we, sorry, four different equity financings and we, we did five different uh, transactions where we committed to, where we purchased either new facilities or or committed to expansions of, of what we had going already. So, so Harry, was, what, what exchange did you go public on and how much did you raise in day one, on day one? Uh, we went public on the uh, TSX Venture Exchange. Uh, the first uh, the first raise was was about uh, was seventeen million dollars Canadian. Um, we're up in trading for <clears throat> when we started trading. We were up in trading for three days, and we we're offered a a bot deal by by our underwriters here in Canada. So the next raise was thirty million. What's a bot deal, Harry? I don't know what that means. A bought deal is where the underwriters actually go at risk and buy the entire issue. They have to then turn around and sell it to their uh, to to their clients, but they are essentially at risk. The company is uh, has a locked in price, and and the proceeds are 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 known um, <clears throat> are are set in stone. So the it's really the underwriter that's at risk whether whether or not the issue can be sold. So that's where the additional thirty came from. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So seven, then, 17 on day one, a couple, you know, very short term after you do another 30. So we're 47 million raised to date. Where's the rest come from? Then another 30 uh, in October of 2017. Then, uh, correct. Yeah. Okay. And then in December, we well, what'd that come from, Harry? Sorry. Where'd the 30 come from? Again, again, equity um, pub, uh, on the Toronto stock, the Toronto venture exchange. You're just issuing more shares or what? Yes, correct. That was okay. equity. And then in December, we raised another 115 million Canadian, um, again, equity, and it was uh, institutional and, and uh, retail as, as well. So we've got uh, quite a big following. So we raised uh, roughly 200 million Canadian uh, until the end, uh, by the end of December. And since you're public, I mean, over the past 12 months, what was your total revenue? Total, uh, well, we would have uh, about uh, 30 odd, well, 30 odd million um, uh, would have been our last quarter or so. Yep. Okay. So Harry, you mentioned again, over the past quarter, it sounds like you did about 30 million. Am I understanding that revenue correctly? No, the the revenue is actually, it's a run rate revenue. So, so in a given point in time, uh, that it, that would be the annualized number that that we do. So the 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 run rate revenue that we're at at the at currently is about a thirty mil is thirty million dollars for this quarter. As we as we ramp up, that number uh, will will be will get better and better. So, so just quarter, to be clear, you're taking like this month's revenue, multiplying by three to get this quarter. You'll do about thirty million, but that's a run rate, not historical. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And if you do give me historical, not a run rate, if you look back over the past 12 months, about how much revenue have you done total? 
Okay, well, the last quarter was was our December year end, where we only had four megawatts up, uh, uh, megawatts up and running. So the revenue we had for that for that quarter was about three and a half million. Okay, but again, for the last twelve months, about how much total? Well, we've owned. Okay, we uh, for twelve months it would have not much more than that because we our operations didn't start until mid uh, mid the uh, sorry after September. So, okay. uh, so you really only had Q4 revenue in, in 2017. That's when you turned correct. revenue on. Correct. Okay, yep. got it. So you do a couple million there. Obviously, you're experiencing significant growth in Q1 here of 2018. That's great. Now, break down so people can understand that are not familiar with blockchain, how you're actually making these monies at a per transaction level. Okay, so to validate the to, to validate the blockchain or to add the next block on to the end of it, we get so many uh, coins uh, uh, when we validate the um, when we validate the transactions. So that's that's how the miners earn it on Bitcoin. And specifically, uh, a new block is added every fifteen minutes, and there's twelve and a half coins issued for each block. That is that uh, gets added onto the, end of the blockchain. So there's 1,800 coins per day. Uh, so the run, so the the revenues available to miners, uh, to all the miners, is is 25 to 30 million dollars per day of of revenue, which is what the the miners compete for. And that's just on one blockchain, or on 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 many different block, all, all the blockchains together that exist today. No, that's just on Bitcoin. So then, it's a similar it's a similar number for Ethereum as well. So they are uh, again mining Ethereum. Uh, you'd be competing for for that uh, total total daily revenue that's available to the miners. What's Ethereum right now? Total daily revenue. Um, off the top of my head, I haven't looked you, at it. Do you know how many coins it is? It's eighteen hundred on. It's about twenty. Uh, I think it's about. I think it's about 20,000. 20, okay. Sec. Now, let, let's dive deeper into this. So there's a lot of people saying there's a lot of these companies in China that have basically set up very unhealthy for the environment operations to essentially mine these coins. Um, is your operation healthy? Yeah. So we uh, all of our facilities are in locations where it's either geothermal or hydroelectric. So it's uh, so it's very clean power. I think that's a that's a topic that's going to become more and more um uh you know the narrative will be will be more and more about the green element of it because the the stuff in china it's it's re- it's regional based but uh a lot of that uh power that's being generated is coming from thermal coal so in uh, china's is is more concerned about in, environmental issues these days so that's the reason why a, a number of the um miners are getting pushed out of out of uh, China. And and who who decides, you know, when a block gets added and the tokens come up, to, you basically can compete for them. I think you said there were 12 tokens, right, per additional block added up for up for mining? Uh, on, on blockchain. <clears throat> Bitcoin. Yep. On Bitcoin, yes, there's there there's 12 and a half coins per per block. And who decides like there's a lot of miners competing for those 12 and a half coins. How do you win? <laughs> well, everybody has to use essentially the same mining algorithm to get to get uh, uh, to to get the answer, and it's it's purely a random 
um, outcome who gets it. So if you own 10% of the network hash rate, the probability of you getting the next block is 10%. So then nobody can, nobody has, has an edge as far as, as far as, um, uh, there's no such thing as a better algorithm. It is strictly, uh, the amount of computing power that you have, which determines, determines, uh, the probability that you get the next, uh, uh reward, uh, coins. I, like you guys, have never been able to find a project management tool that I love. You know, my blog writers like one thing, my developers like one thing, my designers like a different thing, and it's so difficult to get them all on the same page. So when I had Roy Mann, the CEO of Monday.com on the show, I was pleasantly surprised at what he told me regarding his traction and his growth, and I said, maybe I should try this thing. So we now use Monday.com. I started with the magazine. We've launched the Latka magazine, solely dedicated to SaaS founders. It's the only magazine focused on SaaS and my content writers and my designers worked beautifully together on that project using monday.com for project management. I then said, well, let me give it a real test. Let me see if I can use this for sprints and product cycles with my developers using it as well. And so we did that for GitLatka on our last release. It worked like a charm. Never before have I been able to find one tool that my developers, my designers, and my writers, and myself can use and be happy with. You know, for me, I do most of my work waiting on the boarding deck about to get on a plane. I have to be able to access this stuff on my mobile device, and it works beautifully. We've been using it for several months now, and I said, Roy, I'd love to introduce this to my audience, but you got to give me a great discount. Make me a great offer. He said, Nathan, okay, fine. If your folks sign up and try it today, we'll give them 10% off all plans if they use this link, nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. So you can go there, try it for free, and if you decide to start paying, you'll get 10% off. Again, that's nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. So the fastest way to get the next reward coins is then go raise a bunch of capital, build additional computational power. So the overall pie, the total computational power available to access these 12 and a half coins is larger and you happen to own more and more because you're diluting the overall base. Is that generally accurate? Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's that's good representation. So so how many how much like if you had an additional billion in capital and you spent all that billion on additional data centers, what could you theoretically get up to in terms of percentage of computational power you could contribute to this pie for these 12 and a half coins? That's a, it's a tough thing to say. I mean, uh, I mean, we're investing as quickly as much as we can into it. The network hash rate has gone up, uh, reasonably significantly over the last, uh, uh, well, since, since September. So it's, it's doubled in price and the network hash rate. What do you mean by that? Doubled in price or sorry, not doubled in price, but doubled in capacity. The network hash rate doubled in capacity. Um, the, you know, the, this, the rate at which the the network hash rate goes up is also a function of price. So we've had a massive increase in the, in the cryptocurrencies. So the margins for the miners has, have gone up substantially and that's attracted, uh, uh, that's attracted all the new, the new mine or new miners or new capacity in, into the system. So, um, I mean, you can, uh, this, this, you know, mining, I think, is a great business. Uh, I, I don't know of another business where you can deploy capital as quickly 
and get uh, the returns that you do. The problem with the the business, though, is that forecasting is very difficult, uh, and the margins are very are extremely volatile, just like the underlying currency is. So the things that you have control of, of course, is your own network hash rate, your own efficiency. But what you're not in control of is the crypto prices and and the network hash rate. So you get you tend to get squeezed with network hash rate going up, and um, and of course, if if the currencies go up, then then your margins improve. But over the last number of uh, last month, at least, uh, crypto prices have come in. Network hash rates have come up, have gone up. So, so margins have been squeezed over the last couple of weeks. So, or last week, uh, it looks like it's reversed uh, the crypto prices. So, um, so it looks looks quite healthy. Looks quite healthy again. The trend is quite healthy again. What do you mean by that, Harry? That the price of Bitcoin is going up, so it's better for you. Correct, uh, yep. and Ethereum, Ethereum as well has has had a seem the, they seem to have, the the currencies seem to have bounced off the bottom and and are improving again. So Harry, if we just look at Bitcoin and the network hash rate associated with Bitcoin and the Bitcoin blockchain, what percentage right now do you, do you, does Hive own of that total? I guess market that that total network. You know, we ha- we haven't disclosed that, but we are not uh, we're not uh, significant. The big players are really Bit, uh, Bitmain, Bitfury, and Genesis Cap, uh, Genesis Mining, um, and they're I, I believe they're all roughly ten percent of the market. Are you uh, less than five percent? Yes. Okay, yeah. less than one percent or no? Um, I don't know actually. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, so, I mean, if the attribution is direct. Sorry, just- Sorry, just to be clear, uh, we don't we don't mine Bitcoin. Okay, we mine uh, right now. Our facilities are all GPU based, so we mine Ethereum. <clears throat> so we we do have one of our facilities. Uh, the one that will be completed in September will be an ASIC facility. So at that point in time, we'll be mining. We'll be mining Bitcoin. Is it not easy to just to make your data centers go, but to, to whichever cryptocurrency has the most trends and the highest margin for you? You can't just quickly change. Well, a GPU-based uh, facility, you can change the currencies you mine. However, we'd never compete with ASIC uh, ASIC uh, facilities. ASICs are application-specific integrated circuits, so they only mine one algorithm, but they do it extremely efficiently. So we would never um, uh, use our GPUs to mine an ASIC-based uh, mining algorithm. Which is what, so, Bitcoin? Uh, Bitcoin is ASIC-based. And uh, Ethereum is not? Is, Ethereum is is not uh, not at the moment. However, there there is some talk about uh, some Ethereum ASICs uh, potentially coming coming into the market uh, down the down the road. Um, so you gave me the numbers earlier for when an additional uh, block is added on blockchain relative to Bitcoin. But if we do that for Ethereum, is it still 12, about twelve and a half Ethereum coins up up for grabs, or what is it per block? No, it, um, well, there's okay. Ethereum is is a lot different. Uh, Per day, there's there every 15 seconds a new block is added, and the the number of uh, reward uh, coins that are issued every day are about 20,000. So uh, it's the, the metrics are are certainly certainly different. So, anyways, 20,000 uh, uh, reward blocks get issued every day, and the uh, 
the price of Ethereum right now is is roughly five hundred dollars. So, you know, you multiply the two to get uh, together to get the annual revenues. Yep. Yep. So Sorry, daily revenues rather. Yes, yeah, so you take twenty thousand times five hundred, right? Yeah. And and is that by the way these reward blocks the twenty thousand right are are those considered airdrops or no? Sorry, I'm not sure what you mean by airdrops. Well, there, there is people debating. Go ahead. They're newly issued coins. If that if that's what you mean. Okay. Okay. Got it. But who, the, the system is the system is generating the newly issued coins, correct? Correct. Not not a specific company built on the Ethereum token. Correct. Ether yes. token. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. So so how do you scale? I mean, how do you scale? Is it just you have to raise more capital to build more data centers so you own more of the network the network hash? Yeah. I mean, uh, correct. If it, uh, to. <clears throat> You want you want to get as much computational power. I mean, the key things in the business are are efficiency and low power prices. So you want to have state of the art equipment. You want to, um, our, with our partners, Genesis Mining. I mean, Gen- Genesis I think is one of the most efficient miners that are out there. They have a real culture of, of pushing efficiency. Is that every- Chinese owned? No, uh, Genesis are uh, started out uh, three partners out of Germany, actually, um, uh, and they've grown it from from since 2013 to be the largest uh, crypto miners globally. They they're the largest hash power providers uh, globally. Interesting. All right, very good. Uh, let's wrap up here, Harry, with the famous five. First question here: What's your favorite book on blockchain? On blockchain. Yep. Um, gosh, um, you know, the one that, that blockchain revolution is, is one that, uh, Alex and, uh, Don Tapscott wrote. It really sort of is futuristic, uh, gives you some ideas of, of where, uh, potent, potential, uh, applications of blockchain. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it is a bit of a, um, a futurist type of, type of, type of, a type of a book but it all all the different applications all right number two one word answer here is there a leader in the blockchain space that you really respect and if so who oh gosh um well there's groups like hyperledger and 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 everledger and and a number of uh groups that are like uh, uh sort of a, a a linux type of an organization which are trying to create uh, templates for for blockchain uh, and i think these are user groups which are um uh, non-profit, but uh, really uh, have a chance to to create the templates or the building blocks to to put a lot of these blockchains together. So I think that uh, that's um, so. Name your sorry. favorite. Name your favorite group then. Hi, uh, Hyperledger. Hyperledger. Okay. Number three is there a favorite? Is there a tool that you uh, use a lot daily to build the company? Oh gosh, I would say Telegram and um, Google Docs. All right. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Four to five hours. That's pretty good. And what's your situation, Harry? Married, single, you have kiddos? Married uh, 26 years, three kids. Oh, wow. Okay. And how old are you? 58. All right. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, own a piece of yourself, uh, which means don't just be an employee. Uh, bet on your Bet on yourself. Have skin in the game. 
Guys, there you have it. Hive Blockchain. Harry, he says, have skin in your game. Own a piece of yourself. He got into this game back when he got exposure back in 2013. Since, obviously, as blockchain has taken off, he's been positioned perfectly. Going public in Canada, raising $17 million bucks on, uh, on day one, then going and doing another $30 million when underwriters took a big risk. He then grew and really turned on monetization in Q4 back in 2017, where they did have a couple million bucks in revenue. Now in Q1 here of 2018, they're on a $30 million run rate as they mine and build up a very efficient mining operation to grow their percentage of essentially the network hash. And they're basically competing to validate and uh, and transact all these tokens and validate them on the blockchain uh, every single day, specifically on the Ethereum blockchain. Harry, thank you so much for taking us to the top.